This is Factual America. I'm your host, Matthew Sherwood. Each week I watch a hit documentary and then talk with the filmmakers and their subjects. Sly offers an intimate look at Sylvester Stallone, paralleling his inspirational underdog story with the indelible characters he has brought to life. Join us as we talk with Emmy and Grammy-winning director Tom Zimney. We discuss how he approached a doc about a cultural icon and how he drew on his experiences bringing other larger-than-life characters, such as Bruce Springsteen and Johnny Cash, to the big screen. We even managed to talk a little bit about another cultural icon, Willie Nelson. Stay tuned. Tom Zimney, welcome to Factual America. How are things with you? Great. Nice to meet you, Matthew. Yeah, it's nice to meet you. Uh, just to remind our listeners and viewers, we're talking about Sly, uh, the feature documentary premiered at the Toronto International Film Festival earlier and releases on Netflix on November 3rd. So welcome again to Factual America. It's great to get you on and congratulations on uh, Toronto and also the release and getting this to Netflix. You must be uh, quite happy about the success of the film so far. I'm uh, thrilled. And, and the Toronto experience was great because there's nothing like sitting in a theater and actually sitting in next to Sylvester Stallone and his family and, and watching wow. it with the audience. That 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 is something when you're making the film in the edit room, sometimes you'll let yourself dream a little bit. And that was one of those dream moments come true. And and just just watching it projected with an audience is always a special treat. And Toronto Film Festival was my third time there, and it's it's a great place to have that first experience. I mean, just out of curiosity, you had Sly and his family there. They had they seen it? Had they seen a rough cut, or was this their first time to see it? Uh, the final version. You know, um, Toronto wasn't the first time for Sly and his family to see it. it um, I went to Sly's house a couple of times and showed him the film in the course of the editing. And right. that, that, that was a really, really helpful thing because I think he, it just, it increased our, our trust together and the dialogue that we had mm. in making the film early on. I, I, I checked in with him and we watched it and, um, and then afterwards he um, had given me a bunch of images and, um, and some video that really ended up to be an important parts of telling the mm. story. Um, now, usually the first question I ask is, what is the film all about? What is it? Give us a synopsis. Now, obviously, it's called Sly. It's, it's about Sylvester Stallone. But maybe you can give us a little bit idea of maybe a bit beyond that. What is, it's not just about, it's not a biopic of Sylvester it's Stallone. It's not a biopic. So, I, think that's, yeah. I think that's the place to start for me. Emotionally, I, I never wanted to do a biopic. I was never interested in the uh, sort of Wikipedia breakdown of, born here exactly and then this film was made in this film and you know de dealing with a life that way it, it, you lose a lot of important emotional details and i felt like this story i wanted to make with sly you know just revealed a side that gets lost when you see him only as an icon and that right. side that was lost was an artist who was on this amazing journey still 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 is on this journey and and a Renaissance man who, you know, paints, writes, directs films, um, and is is hungry to create, but also to understand his past, and and is just full of energy now. Um, whether it's Tulsa King or 
what other projects he's doing. Sly, Sly went beyond a biopic for me because I felt like um, there was a chance to show an artist that that gets lost with just a, a shorthand version of their life that from Rocky to this, to this, you know, I, I love the things that I love the details that get lost that make a film universal and Sly's relationship with his father was a really important detail that I um, went to again and again, because I felt like an audience could understand that and it grounds you to the human experience and frustrations and love and sometimes conflicts we have with parents um, and also how that affects the adult later. So I'll, when I looked at Sly's father, I, I realized that um, all the body of work that I had seen before as a casual fan suddenly changed. Yeah, that's that's the education that you have when you make a film with an open mind and and stumble on things. So how'd you? I mean, you didn't you didn't know for sure. You know, imagine going into this, you don't know what kind of exactly what access you're going to get or what. Sly's Sylvester Stallone's going to give you. So, how do you go about making a film about someone like you said is an icon? Or, it, you know, it, it is a scary thing to look at from the POV of I have no relationship with him. I don't know what access I'm going to have, and um, I know I want to tell a real story. So, I didn't have a clue what I was walking into, but I had a sense from a couple of conversations that there was a full life there that had not been shared in the books that I, I had read or things that I've been reading over the years. And I approached it with um, most important tool in editing, which is I approached it with um, a conversation, a conversation where I, at times I would just listen at times I would maybe give a sense that I had an experience near it without taking it away from him. Um, and I just started to have these four or five hour sessions with him at his house. And I realized as a filmmaker, I could not contain him in a chair. He had too much energy. So <laughs> I built it in a way that he could walk into a room and the only other person visible besides me was my cameraman. Mm. And in that, you get to that place of conversation and intimacy where you're just talking. Because I'm across from him. I'm not sitting in a set with a crew behind me looking at me, at him. Um, it's not a stage setting. It's a home setting. And in that home was all of his history around the office and, and in the office that I filmed at his house. It, you could see images of Rocky and he, he ended up just being very spontaneous in that room and would pick up something. It would trigger a memory. I would throw questions at him and it became our space mm -hmm. to create. I mean, how many sessions did you have with him? I think I had about seven sessions with yeah. him. And did you know he was moving, you know, moving house? He was going to be, I mean, that's, that becomes this backdrop to the, the film, which is very interesting. Was that, was that a surprise as well? Or was, that sort of planned it no um the the theme of of moving is in the sly film and it's something that i stumbled on it was a detail that was shared with me um by uh sly's producer Braden after that he would be moving mm -hmm. and um 
I immediately knew that 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 as a visual would be very important. This idea that the office I went to um, would they, these workers would come in and wrap up his history. Uh, I became very excited because I knew that that's a great visual metaphor for change. And also I could tell his story throughout the different decades by showing some, some of the imagery being boxed up and contained and, 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 mm. and knew that this office was a fantastic set that just happened to have just happened to fall into my lap. And with documentaries, you, 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 you go really prepared in you know your subject and you you read as much as you can but you really have to from my point of view um step back and let mistakes happen step mm -hmm. back and let someone tell you about a move and then adjust i i i my with my work with um bruce springsteen that's something i was able to to learn from that experience working with him and john landau where you look at your environment and what's being thrown at you and and you adapt is this mm. for the film? Is this a gift that the film gods are throwing us? So Sly mm. moving was one of those gifts, and I didn't want to. I didn't want to miss out on it. And then, and indeed, and he even talks. I think at some point he talks about moving and how that just sort of churns up all these memories and things. And and you turn up some of these old cassette tapes. I mean, that must have been. How did you know? Walk us through that because that that must have been a little bit of chance moment of gold. Yeah, it, it was finding the cassette tapes was a really um, powerful tool to again to use in telling his story. And it came from a conversation with Braden Aftergood where he mentioned that he was at Sly's house and Sly opened his desk up and he's got a ton of cassettes because he would record his interviews in the early days so that he would have proof of exactly what he said if, if right. something was distorted. So I realized that this would be an opportunity and this moment of reflection of hearing your own voice as a, a young actor and, and the ideas that you had, this would be an opportunity on camera to step back into time and have Sly look at himself and listen to his voice, listen to his ideas. And it became an important part in the documentary because there was a moment where Sly was afraid to use the word love. And in that moment, I'm able to call him on it and say, that young guy could not say it. And he goes, you're right. And that was very much um, the tone of our conversations, where things were unfolding, where things were happening in the moment. But at the same time, um, I would push him to give me an answer and understanding. And you could see him collaborating with me by going to that place of truth. And what surprised you most when you're in these conversations you're having with him? I think one of the things that surprised me the most was the body of work. When you look at these notebooks in his office and he, you're thumbing through Rocky scripts and he's handwritten them and he, you see lines that end up pared down, almost poetic in, in their simplicity. And you see early versions of it. And you see that this man was carving out a world that was different than his own experience, different than his childhood. He was creating characters that represented a world far beyond his experiences. Rocky was a character that had 
a chance at something really big, not winning a fight, but a chance at being loved and mm -hmm. seen in the world beyond just the interpretation that the world had given him. That is a reflection of Sly in his childhood. That was the biggest surprise that his body of work was unpacking so much of his own life. Right, right. The idea of Rambo and 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 taking that character and and having at the end of the film that monologue where he works with um, the voices of other vets and again returns this message of hope. That being a constant theme was fascinating. How it would come back again and again in a lot of his creative decisions. Um, so spending time in the room with him, everything changed. Spending yeah. time in the room with him, I realized I had to go back at the films and look at them completely different than just my adolescent or adult experiences. Uh, this was a filmmaker that was not being seen in a way that I I, I want I wanted to just re-examine his body of work and and give him the chance to drive that narrative. Yeah. So everyone in the film was really in Sly's life or was, their life was really changed by it. So that's why I ended up in the space of those voices, especially Tarantino, who completely understands and, and could contextualize Sly as a filmmaker, um, you know, the best. Yeah. And I mean, I think we've actually had a director on a long time ago who had done some work with S Stallone on some short docs and things about like the making of Rocky and even did the Frank Stallone doc. Uh, but yeah, so what was interesting about that, it was, you know, for me at least, as a as a as someone who watched it, it was like, wow, this Stallone's not someone this is there's something more here than I realized. But what I realized with your film is that it's, you know, I didn't I thought, oh okay, I'll go in this. I already know he's much more rounded individual than we've been led to believe. But it was, I mean, you he is he is really revealing himself to you in a way that I I I don't know. I it I don't think he's ever done before, has he? Well, I, I, I feel like the recent experience at TIFF, um, I got to be on stage with Sly, and and that that was a great experience to hear him talk about the process from his words. And if I was to paraphrase, what he said was that, you know, it's, at times it's, it's hard to watch the film. I don't even remember saying that. I don't know how you got me to say it. And in that, what I hear is... Um, is a trust that he gave me and in some ways uh, uh it, it was a collaboration because he was in this dance with me and we were in the space and we 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 didn't we didn't go for the sound bites and the tidbits that have been said and told before i was familiar with some of the other films or some of the other things that have been written about with rocky um and i i felt like I didn't want to go there again if it's been out there and to try to go to this place that goes a little deeper. And also, you know, you're, you're chasing when you're making these films, you're, you're, you're chasing um, things you're trying to understand, like the relationship between father and son and its impact on a body of work is something I, I, I relate to. Um, and the choices that, um, we make and and how sometimes later on you can you can see certain cycles or certain repetition or certain mm. things that still eat at you. And with Sly, 
he had a lot of those those beats of um returning to the theme of his father trying to either be in competition with him or or upstage him so i i felt like the interview process um was one long conversation it was like nothing i ever experienced as a filmmaker and i had no no expectations going in that i'd be able to get to this place of truth um i'm just i'm really grateful that he just gave me that precious thing which was time hmm. if these were controlled interviews in a 30-minute segment in some hotel room properly lit it would not be the film yeah. so you know he, he really gave me a lot I think that's a good point to uh, give our listeners and viewers a break. So we'll be right back with uh, Tom Zimney, the director of Sly. Uh, documentary feature releases on Netflix on November 3rd. You're listening to Factual America. Subscribe to our mailing list or follow us on Facebook, Instagram, or X to keep up to date with new releases or upcoming shows. Check out the show notes to learn more about the program, our guests, and the team behind the production. Now back to Factual America. Welcome back to Factual America. I'm here with Tom Zimney, award-winning director of Slides. Uh, the documentary feature releases on Netflix on November 3rd. We've been talking, uh, obviously, about S Sylvester Stallone and um, the inner side of him that, uh, I mean, we've. He's, I think I, I mentioned about a previous podcast, it came across to me that he was like this renaissance man, but we didn't... What you've also shown is this other side, to, this inner side of him that many, many of us maybe weren't, well, certainly most of us, I think, weren't aware of. But uh, how did you become involved with this project? How did this come about? Well, I, I, I was um, contacted by Sly's producer, Braden Aftergood, who has works with Balboa Productions. And Braden had seen some of the films I had made with Bruce Springsteen, one in particular was Western Stars. Right. And he really liked the tone of that and and though it's very different than the sly film he just felt like it captured a, a sort of honesty that and in a cinematic feel that he was interested in exploring with telling sly's story and then the next pro part of the process was meeting brayden and, and sly on a zoom and mm. and and having a 45 minute chat Right. And um, and then I flew out to L.A. and um, met Sly at his house. And that's where we spent a lot of time. And I started to understand that this was going to be much bigger than I could even imagine. In that mm. first initial sit down at his house in his office, I realized I want to film him here. I want to have right. the energy of this conversation that's happening be in the movie. And it's what I chased every day that I was with him filming, which is a spontaneity and energy and also a, a, a sense of surprise. You, you, like, you didn't know where he was going to go in the conversation next. And what's it work like working with him? I mean, you've already talked about how much he, he gave you in terms of these conversations you had, but uh, uh, I, he doesn't strike me as someone who would give free reign easily. <laughs> maybe um you know this is a man who incessantly rewrites scripts as you've already noted um so you know he's used to really scripting things uh and in a good way um how was that working with him in terms of that process i didn't know what to expect in terms of sly being a filmmaker and screenwriter what sort of control was he going to 
want or have on the project. And Braden had talked to me early on that he was just going to meet with me and mm-hmm. make the film. And 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 when I came to a place of of um, being comfortable, he he thought it'd be a great idea to share it with him. That was the conversation. There was no restrictions. I was not told one single restriction. And I also think that um, they instinctually understood I was not by my questions, but also my body of work. I've made films on Elvis Presley and Johnny Cash and um, also recently Willie Nelson, where I'm not chasing the salacious. I'm I'm not interested in breaking down the the dates and Wikipedia Wikipedia version of... um, a career and i'm not interested in in just hitting you know the tabloid beats i i want to try to get to a place that you feel like you know the man and he gave me that trust and at the end of the day he had literally no notes except for there's a couple of stills here that i feel like i can give you better and there's a really poignant moment that um he sent me video of his dad before his dad passed and and um you know when i think about what he he um offered in that area of collaborating it was not only the interviews and the and the level of of honesty um but he also you know looked at the film and and realized oh you could use some early stills of me in a way that no one's ever seen this and this this is an interesting point i didn't think about and um, so there was there was a lot of a lot of things I'm grateful for as a as a, a person to experience, but also as a filmmaker to share a story. And um both Sly and Jennifer welcomed me to view the film and and the experience I had with them and showing them the film, though nerve-wracking was one of my mm-hmm. favorite experiences because it's an intimate story and you don't know how That's these going. things are gonna land and I never take it for granted and and part of this intimacy, I mean, did you ever, did it ever even come up, uh, feature versus a docu series, or you know, I mean, I filmmakers always tell me you just produce what you know the story gives you, really, or you know. I think it's a great question. I I feel like for me, I um, I always felt that this was a film, and it had the emotional arc of a film. I di- I didn't see it as a docu series because I wasn't breaking down every single chapter and and and. Right portraying the outside world at times. So that language, even the way I was shooting it, I I, I always felt um, I'm making a movie. This is a movie. And for me, a movie lives in that space of a 95 minute ride and it's a journey. And and Sly, Sly um, I, di- I didn't want to unpack his life in a way that felt segmented and that's the emotional way that a series idea would feel yeah yeah and you've already mentioned you know you've done a lot of work with springsteen you've made certainly award-winning docs and you've also um um you know big subjects like cash and uh, now you've mentioned willie nelson but what is so stallone's outside of music uh but uh, well how does he come do you compare does he is it is it as you know, are these larger than life people? Are they all this kind of very similar when it all gets down to it? You know, the, there is a similarity of the lost father in a lot of the, bo- the body of work that I've I've had, where where you go to the space of Johnny Cash, 
when I was making that film, his relationship with his father was really important in connecting to music, but also uh, a, a driving force of under, trying to understand himself. And and his father was um, a tough character who, you know, um, Johnny talked about at length. Um, that theme of, of that uh, connection with looking at your life and your body of work and exploring it in either songwriting or or filmmaking uh it comes up again and again it, it's obviously in the work of bruce springsteen when i was doing springsteen on broadway there was a great moment where he did talk about his relationship with his father and it's in the lyrical it's, it's in the lyrics and the content of the words of of many of the records um so this is something i've stumbled into and i never imagined it would sly um so though it's not music there is a universal theme that i keep stumbling into and and for me as a, a filmmaker it, it's it's a great thing because each time i explore these stories i have better understanding of myself and and also some of the things i connect to my place in the world so sly was not a musician but he was extremely musical if you listen to the beauty of his interviews he is jazz his voice yeah pure music his writing is musical there there are elements of 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 sly's dedication to the craft that i recognize as a familiar trait that bruce has mm. and they came from that era of the 70s and and also just not always being understood yeah there's a lot of similarities there um but the the theme of 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 a lost father and 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 sort of chasing that idea a little bit as artists and adults unpacking the world is, is, is something in uh, the body of my work. Okay. Well, we're actually uh, uh, speaking to the body of your body of work. Uh, we're coming to the uh, end of our time together, but I uh, just want to have a quick chat with you about, uh, uh, if I may, about uh, Willie Nelson and family, because is that released yet? Um, it's not released yet. It, it'll be out soon and announced. Um, again, uh, I, I co-directed this with Oren Muverman. It's okay. um, a four-part series. Willie's life really did go beyond just the structure of a 90-minute film. <laughs> and um, ironically, um, it, it does um, talk about Willie's upbringing, um, where he grew up with his grandparents. So yeah, in Abbott, Texas. In yeah. Abbott, Texas. And... Uh, but we interviewed about 80 people and, and it really is a, a magical tale of that, that um, is pure Willie, pure Willie. Well, what's great is usually I ask people, can they tell me what their next project is? And most of the time they say, oh, I can't yet, you know, and at least I know we've got something, you've got Willie that's going to drop here shortly. So, uh, so definitely, I mean, a huge Willie fan. So I'm, I'm really looking forward to this. I actually know some people who were looking at making a very, niche willie nelson doc at the time and they started snooping around and i think they were running into you guys because people were like uh well is are you with the group that's already making the documentary so but uh no i think it's uh definitely looking forward to it and if we uh if you've got the time we'd love to have you on again to to discuss that so um so Thanks again so much, uh, Tom, for uh, coming on to Factual America. It's been a real joy. And just to remind our listeners, we've been talking with Tom Zimney, the award-winning director of Sly. 
It's a documentary feature that uh, drops on Netflix on November 3rd. Do check it out. It's well worth it, I can guarantee you. So, Tom, thanks again. Thank you. Thanks again for joining us on Factual America. A big shout out to everyone at Intersound Audio in York, England for their great studio and fine editing and production skills. A big thanks to Amy Ord, our podcast manager, who ensures we continue getting great guests onto the show and that everything otherwise runs smoothly. Finally, a big thanks to you, our listeners. Please keep sending us feedback and episode ideas, whether it is on YouTube, social media, or directly by email. And please also remember to like us and share us with your friends and family, wherever you happen to listen or watch podcasts. This is Factual America, signing off. You've been listening to Factual America. This podcast is produced by Alamo Pictures, which specializes in documentaries, television, and shorts about the U.S. for international audiences. Head on down to the show notes for more information about today's episode, our guests, and the team behind the podcast. Subscribe to our mailing list or follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and X. Be the first to hear about new productions, festivals showing our films, and to connect with our team. Our homepage is factualamerica.com.